0: Welcome to New Covenant Church. You're listening to this week's message by Senior Pastor Chris Valdez. Uh, and before we get into the word this morning, we have, uh, one other announcement that I would like to share with you. Normally we give a, an update on the Generations Campaign that we've, that we're in the middle of, uh, once a month, but we've got a special announcement this morning. Um, in your bulletin on the back, it's got some information and also includes the scripture that we felt the Lord gave us uh, going into this uh, building campaign. It's Exodus chapter 25, verse two. It says, the Lord said to Moses, speak to the people of Israel that they take for me a contribution from every man whose heart moves him. You shall receive the contribution for me. When the Lord uh, instructed Moses to build the tabernacle in in the desert, um, they, they didn't go to a bank and get a loan. He just said. Let the people of Israel give as it is put on their heart. And that's what they did. And, and what I shared with you when we announced this project was it got to the point where he said they had to go and say, stop giving. We have more. The, the builders are like, we have more than enough. Uh, so please, please stop giving. And so the Lord had spoken to us and said, don't go to the bank. Don't get a loan. I'm going to build this building for you. And for those of you who don't know, it's a building for our children, children's ministry, youth ministry, and and the heritage daycare. Uh, and there's, there's plans in the foyer that you can look at if you would like. Um, and so we believe this scripture, just like he did then that he would put on our hearts, uh, what to give and that he would provide and we would build it as fast as the Lord provided. Well, this week we had a anonymous donation uh, toward the building campaign for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. And the Lord put that on someone's heart and they responded. Uh, and And whether it's fifty dollars or two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, whatever the Lord puts on your heart, be obedient and he's going to provide the rest. Uh, and And I really believe uh, that that God is going to build this as fast as we can build it um, that that he 's going to provide the re- the remaining amount so so last Sunday, we had six thousand dollars left in phase one this sunday we're in phase three, <laughs> so we just skipped phase two. Um, and so that's what you can see on the screen, uh, zero remaining in one zero remaining in two and now $340,000 remaining in, in phase three. Um, and so God is faithful. In addition to that, uh, the donor has given is, is pledging an additional twenty five thousand dollars as a match. Um so between now and March if the congregation uh does twenty five thousand dollars we'll get an additional twenty five thousand dollars. So um which I I have no doubt in that time frame uh that that we'll we'll do that. Um so just wanna present that to you. It's definitely a praise report, very exciting. Um God pays for what he orders. <laughs> When he when he places an order, you can count on the fact that he'll pick up the bill and he's doing that. And we're so thankful for each and every one of you uh, for just following what that scripture in Exodus says, asking the Lord and being obedient to what he puts on your heart. Um, If you'll turn your Bible to John, chapter one. We'll get into the word this morning, and as you go there, I've got a question that I want to start out this morning. And that question is, have you ever had the thought? If I knew this was going to turn out this way, I would have never done that. Fill in the blank with what those, you know, with what it was you did and how it turned out. If I knew it was going to turn out this way, I never would have done it. We've all of our lives are full of regrets, are they not? You know, that we we can look back. I share with the first service, I have a uh kind of like, I think he's a second or third cousin. Um, he went out with some friends one night and they uh, had a BB gun and and shot up some buildings. And I think they, you know, hit a bill. I don't know if it was like a post office. It was something that took it to a whole nother level, you know? And so literally went to prison for years. And I know that, that he had to look back on that night and think if I just hadn't gotten that car, If I just hadn't have done that and our lives are full of things like that from life and death situations that we can look back on or that we know of other people in other circumstances and be like if they just had have, you know, gotten in the car 10 minutes later. If, if, if. And we look back at these things and we would have done things so different. And you may be thinking this is a really weird way to start out a message on Christmas. What does this have to do with the birth of Jesus Christ? And I'll tell you. Our heavenly father had a plan from before creation. And while we don't know what tomorrow will bring, he does. And he wouldn't change a thing. While you and I may say, I wouldn't want to go through that again. Our heavenly father is with us in the midst of everything that is going on in our lives. And he says, not only would I do it again, I knew the end from the beginning. And with that knowledge, I chose you. I chose to create this world. I chose to create you knowing everything that would happen. I want us all to come to the realization this morning that Jesus Christ wasn't a last minute fix to a mistake. He was the plan from the beginning. John 1 verse 1 through 4 says in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. Jesus is the word. This is one of my favorite passages in the Bible and not just for its eloquence, but for the truth that it communicates. Jesus was in the beginning and in him from the beginning was life. And he was the light for all mankind. Revelation chapter 13, verse 8 says the lamb, Jesus Christ himself, was slain from the foundation of the world. The father and the son knew before the foundation, before they decided to create anything, they knew what it would cost. The son knew he was going to have to lay down his life for us. The father knew that he was going to have to sacrifice his son. And they both said it's worth it. Jesus Christ is proclaimed throughout the Old Testament. Literally from the very beginning. How many relationships in your life can you look back on today that are no more? And we would say, if I knew that relationship was going to end that way, I would have never gotten into it in the first place. We might have regrets, but our Heavenly Father doesn't. He knew beforehand that we would walk away from a perfect relationship with him, a relationship that we were created for. But rather than changing his mind... He said, I'll allow my son to pay the price to restore that relationship. My son is willing to pay the price and I'm willing to let him. Psalm 139, 16 is written about us, but it goes uh, and illustrates this same point. It says in your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none. He's saying, Lord, you knew everything that would happen in my life, and you still chose to create me. You brought me into this world. You knew beforehand, and you loved me anyway. Before we get to the Christmas story this morning, I want to show you two examples of the foreknowledge of the Father, of prophecies that were given Almost 2100 years before Jesus Christ came to the earth and was born through his mother, Mary, God promised Abraham that all the nations would be blessed through his seed, through Jesus Christ. Abraham was saved by his faith in God's promise. Abraham's faith in the promise of Jesus Christ. Galatians 3, 7 through 9 says, "Know then. That it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. The gospel was preached beforehand. To Abraham, Jesus Christ was preached before his birth. I love this scripture, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, of our salvation, of the salvation of the world offered by our heavenly father to all nations was preached beforehand. Then a few verses down in Galatians three twenty six, it says, for in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God. Through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. Heirs according to the promise through faith. This is good news. Then over 1,300 years later and still 700 years before the birth of Jesus Christ, God spoke through the prophet Isaiah. Not just that he would come, but also what he would accomplish when he came. In Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4 through 6, we read, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And then in Isaiah 61 verse 1 through 2, it says, The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. These words are found here in Isaiah 61 and also Luke chapter 4, where Jesus himself read these words from a scroll. And when he had finished reading it, we read in Luke 4:20, he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus Christ himself confirmed these prophecies of him and Isaiah 700 years before his birth. After thousands of years of foreshadowing and prophecy, thousands of years of the father working out every detail in advance, it was finally time for the fulfillment of all the promises. Read along with me in Luke chapter two. You can turn there in your Bible or it'll also be on your screen. It's Luke chapter two, verse seven. And she. Talking about Mary. Gave birth to her firstborn son. And wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. Just imagine this moment has been building up since before the creation of the world. The Father knew what it was going to cost. He knew what it was going to take. And before creation, He knew what His plan was. And now it's time. Jesus Christ has been born, and He's announcing it to the world. And He comes to do that to a group of shepherds. And the angel said to them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude Of the heavenly host, praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. Which the Lord has made known to us. The angel of the Lord said, I bring you good news of great joy for all people. Good news. And I love how verse 15 ends. They say, let's go see this thing. Which the Lord has made known to us. He didn't keep it a secret. He prepared the way. (laughs) Yeah, good old Siri. He prepared the way for us and he made it known. He wants a relationship from the beginning to the end. The father has desired to be in relationship with you. And he wants you to know about it. He made it known literally with a host of angels proclaiming that he'd come. And he didn't say, I came to give you a bunch of rules. I came to burden you. I came to make you feel guilty. They said, no, we come with good news of great joy. The Savior Christ, the Lord, has been born. He's coming to set you free. He's coming to make you alive. He's coming to be there for the poor. He's coming to heal the boat broken hearted. That's why he's coming. It's good news of great joy. And he's made it known. In John chapter 19, verse 30. It says that Jesus was on the cross. And it says, he said it's finished. And then he sighed and released his spirit and died. Before that moment, he wasn't thinking, if I knew it was going to turn out this way, I'd have done it different. If I'd have known it was going to end here, I might not have been so bold. I might not have said everything that the Father told me to say. I might not have been so obedient. None of those things crossed his mind. He said everything that we planned on turned out just like we said it would. We did it, Father. We did it. It's finished. I'm done. And he gave up his spirit to set us free, to bring us life, to heal the brokenhearted, to be with us in every situation, in every circumstance that we go through. And we would look at that and say, he lost. The cross doesn't look like victory, but it's the greatest victory there's ever been. It's good news of great joy. The father calls us to be obedient to his word. He doesn't call us to be responsible for the results. I was reminded of the story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. In the Old Testament, they were told they had to bow down to this idol that the king had made. And they knew Who they served. They knew they only served the Lord. And they said, We will not bow down. We know what God requires of us. We will not. And they talk to the king and he heats up the furnace hotter and he says, You're going to bow down or you're going in the fire. And I love their response. They say, Whether the Lord saves us or not. And he is capable of saving us. But whether he does or not, we will not bow down. We are going to follow. Thank you for listening to this week's message. For more information or to listen to past sermons, go to newcovenantlampassers.com.